Hey legends, welcome along to a brand new episode of Scheme Me Up Body. I am your host, Rodney Stewart, and this is the science fiction podcast that, for right now, is 100% Star Trek based. But at some point, we are going to branch off away from Star Trek into some other uh, science fiction goodness. But for the meantime... That's going to be Star Trek heavy. We're going to get into it right now with uh, an episode from season one. This is called What Are Little Girls Made Of? So guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, it's Honestly, it's, it's kind of hard to really believe that the, this series originally aired October 20th. Well, this episode aired October 20th, 1966. I don't know, it's just... This show has been around forever, but, you know, it just it feels as fresh now as it did back then. Uh, in all fairness, some of the sets and costumes and whatnot do seem a little bit dated, but it is what it is. It's Star Trek. It's Star Trek goodness. Science fiction at some of its best. This episode here, uh, under the, uh, the USS Enterprise, under the command of Captain Kirk, the... F- they travel to an icy planet, Exo Free, in search of a exobiologist, Dr. Richard Corby, played by Michael Strong in this episode. Corby was a fiancé to Dr. McCoy's temporary assistant nurse, Christine Chapel, who signed on to the Enterprise to search for Corby. That's her whole reason for being on the ship in the first place. She's after this guy. He's gone missing. He's been uh, missing for at least five years at this point. Um, They get to the planet. There's been two other missions to the planet that didn't find him. But Enterprise is on its search for him. And they're putting out their, their signal, trying to signal the planet. They're trying every combination they can think of. You know, trying to get a signal back from the planet. And, uh... They finally get one from Corby himself, which is a, a shock to everybody on board, really. Uh, at Corby's request, Kirk and Chapel beam down alone to a cavern entrance. He says to Kirk he's made some of the discoveries that really need to be seen to be believed, and he's going to need a, an important decision from the captain. So he wants the captain on his own, but when he finds out the nurse Chapel's there, air members or lets her beam down along with them but when they get there Corby is not there to meet them at the beam down site and finding this suspicious Kirk calls Enterprise and gets them to send down two security guards Uh, one is instructed to stay at the entrance of the cavern system the planet is that cold Uh, the inhabitants began to move underground on the planet and this is where Corby has been surviving and uh, yes it's just really weird in Kirk's mind that he wasn't there to meet them so he, he leaves one security guard at the entrance to keep a lookout, and the other one accompanies Kirk and Dr. Chapel into the caverns the three begin to descend down into the system of caves when passing over a deep chasm the security officer disappears 
shortly after they meet Corby's aid, Dr. Brown. And, you know, they run to the cavern edge after hearing the, the scream of this guy. And Brown tells Kirk, he's like, you know, this, as far as we know, this pit is completely bottomless. And, you know, it's just, there's something about that idea that kind of sticks with you after having watched the episode you're thinking to yourself gosh like this guy brown assures captain kirk that the security officer is dead there's no hope for him but as the viewer well i know myself sitting watching the episode i'm sitting there thinking is this guy actually dead or is he still in free fall in this pit then you start going to weird places in your mind, like it's how long could he actually survive in free fall in a bottomless pit? You know, will he live long enough? You know, will the heart give out? Or will he keep going and he starves to death? You know, all these sorts of ideas start r- roaming about inside your head. It's, it's one of those things that I've been saying on the, my other podcast, Hellmouth Hotline. We're going over a whole load of stuff there from Buffy the Vampire Slayer to Freddy Krueger. Hammer horror movies, you name it, we're doing all of it. And on that show, I've said fairly recently on it that you know sometimes the scarier elements of a movie or TV show is the elements that you don't actually get to see. You know, it's it's the idea of something can be more terrifying than what what could ever be put on the screen. And in this episode of Star Trek. I kind of felt the same way with this guy falling off that ledge into a bottomless pit according to this guy Brown it's just it's uh it's a scary idea um this guy Brown Chapel recognizes him but a surprised the man does not remember her Brown assures them the security officer fell and is dead and the free continue on Kirk contacts the remaining security officer and tells him to contact the Enterprise for reinforcements. He gives him uh, a timeline for if you don't hear from me, send the security group down. And uh, Kirk out cuts off communication. But a strange giant lurch like creature, and if you're watching the episode, you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, it's Ted Cassidy played Lurch and the Adams family if memory serves right he's just one of these guys that once you see him he's forever imprinted in your memory he has that uh, unique look about him to say the very least he jumps out in the security guy before he can contact Enterprise and uh, does it then meanwhile Kirk Chapel and Brown find Corby who tells them that the caves were left by an extinct race of people that lived there before they got to the planet. Corby shows Kirk and Chapel machinery which creates androids with the help of Rook, played by Ted Cassidy, the big guy that's just killed the security officer. Uh, he's a still functioning android from the time of the original inhabitants. Corby has created more androids, one being a beautiful woman he calls Andrea. Brown is also an android. It is also revealed that Rook was the one that killed the security officers. Uh, Corby is trying to talk Kirk into 
helping him get off the planet and go to uh, another planet that he can start creating these things on a, a worldwide scale and you know blend them into humanity before he they knows there's a, there's an ethical line there that he shouldn't really be stepping across so he's trying to force Kirk's hand into helping him uh, he actually creates an android duplicate of Kirk as Chapel watches as Kirk's personality is about to be imprinted to the android the real Kirk imagines himself insulting Spock as a half-breed which is a weird thing to happen but it makes perfect sense at the end of the episode uh, this half-breed insult to Kirk he keeps repeating this you know, stay out of it you half-breed and all this here uh, the machine clicks on the personality is imprinted onto the the android uh, Corby has a duplicate of Kirk beamed aboard the Enterprise with orders to identify a planet suitable for creating more androids and when Spock questions the Kirk androids orders it repeats the insult Kirk had used Spock being Spock uh, realising that this is not Kirk you know, Kirk wouldn't insult him like that and uh, this is the coded message essentially that Kirk sends for help uh, Spock calls the transporter room and gets the security officers there with instructions to wait till the captain beams off the ship then we'll beam down after him to XO3 uh, when the Kirk android reaches the planet it encounters Andrea who at this point has been ordered by Corby there's a whole sequence where Kirk escapes tries to get away and Rook chases him down but uh, Kirk managed to in the original reveal of what everything was going on you know Corby is in love with Nurse Chapel and he instructs Rook to not harm her and Kirk chimes in with an extra order and to always obey orders from her so you know, Kirk is pretty much that's a bad situation he's trapped in but he's he's always trying to be a couple of steps ahead so along with that insult that he imprinted onto the the android version of himself he also has this security measure with Rook as well and when Kirk eventually tries to escape and Rook is hunting him down Nurse Chapel is screaming after Rook not to kill him and which when he does finally get hold of Kirk he does actually save him and take him back as a prisoner uh, the real Kirk and Rook then have a a conversation that Corby is a threat to Rook's existence uh, Rook begins to recall the clash between the old ones which he refers to as the old ones as the original habits of the planet that created him and the rest of the androids that were originally on the planet and they were just so illogical that uh, the androids ended up turning on them and uh, that's what led to the demise of that civilization uh, Corby enters the room and Rook confronts him but uh, Corby having uh, a phaser in his hand destroys Rook 
and shortly afterwards, in a struggle with Kirk, the, the skin of Corby's hand is torn, revealing that he is also an android. Nice little twist in the episode that I wasn't expecting. This is one of these episodes I'd completely forgotten about until I sat down to watch it again this evening, and uh, it's a shock to everyone, including Nurse Chapel. Uh, the Kirk android, when it returns to the service, encounters Andrea, the other female android, who, after Rook been destroyed by Corby, is instructed to grab hold of a phaser and uh, protect uh, when she leaves to go protect Corby and whatnot. She encounters the android version of Captain Kirk who's returning from the Enterprise and mistakes him for the real Captain Kirk and of course turns the weapon on him and destroys him um, after she does that she goes back to Corby that's uh, revealed that Corby five years ago was dying from frostbite, his body was pretty much gone, his legs were destroyed, he was close to death's door and he used his intelligence to create the android version of himself and transferred his mind into the android body and he begs Nurse Chapel to believe that he is still the same man that he was whenever she knew him before but Chapel is repelled by what he has done to himself Andrea, now realising that she loves Corby, kisses him, and Corby is like, you can't love me, you're not human, you know, you're just a robot, you're just programmed to do what I tell you to do, and then this starts a, an inner battle in his own mind that if that's what this android is, then he is the same as this android, and as the android Andrea takes hold of him to kiss him, she's telling him that she loves him and whatnot. And it's, it's almost as if she is malfunctioning in some way. She's showing real genuine emotion and heartbreak towards Corby in this moment. Uh, Corby was disarmed by Kirk before she entered the room. But Andrea is still holding the weapon that she killed the... The android Kirk with, and as she grabs hold of Corby and starts hugging onto him, Corby fires Andrea's weapon between the two of them and vaporizes them both. At the end of the episode, uh, Spock arrives with the security force but finds the crisis has passed, and when he inquires about Dr. Corby's whereabouts, Kirk simply re replies, Dr. Kirby was never here. So at the close out of the episode, we've got Nurse Chapel on the bridge of the Enterprise and she's decided that she's going to stay on with the Enterprise and finish out her tour of duty with them. Uh, Spock is looking a little bit hurt for a change uh, for a character that's well known for being emotionless and you know keeping his emotions trapped it, you know, it definitely looks like he's he's annoyed about something and he tells Kirk about his dismay of Kirk using the term half-breed to warn that something was wrong and he says it's you know it's not a very elegant 
thing to say. <laughs> the cadences, I'll remember that. Should I ever find myself in a similar situation? And uh, the Enterprise leaves the planet and the episode closes out. This was absolutely great. There's some flipping fantastic storytelling in this here. It was so well done. And like I really glossed over a lot of it. Uh, James Goldstone directed this. It was written by Robert Bloch. Uh, cinematography Jerry Feinerman Michael Strong was Roger Kirby he was fantastic in this episode Sherry Jackson playing the android Andrea she was good very good in that part uh, yes yeah, so there's just there wasn't so much of the main cast in this one I can't recall seeing O'Hara on the bridge in this one no sorry she was on there but uh, there was no appearance from McCoy or Scotty uh, it was just the those three from the main cast in this one uh, fantastic I'm absolutely loving this series it's always a joy to go back and check this out uh, awesome so good uh, before I go, I just want to apologise to you guys that have been tuning in to check out Scheme Me Up Body. It has been far too long since I got an episode out in this. Uh, it's just been a, a lot of stuff going on. I hate to offer excuses for not getting something done. You know, if something's important, you'll find a way to do it. And I dropped the ball in a big bad way with Scheme Me Up Body. But uh, we're back now. We're going to get into it as often as possible. And uh, I will talk to you in the next episode. Stay safe and uh, I'll talk to you then. This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.